Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Everybody loves Hanukkah. What is it about this holiday that we love so much? Of course, in addition to the latkes and the donuts, what is it about this holiday that resonates so much with the Jewish people? The answer is simple. It's all about the light. Everybody loves and appreciates and values light. We gravitate towards light. Light is something that lifts up the heart and the spirit of every person. There's something very unique about light. You see, unlike material goods, if you take a dollar bill out of your wallet, your wallet is now lighter. If you drive your car around, now you have less fuel in your gas tank. But interestingly, if you're holding a candle and then you go ahead and kindle another hundred candles, not only is there more light, but your flame is not diminished at all. That's the message of Hanukkah. Each one of us needs to feel like we are lamp lighters. When I use the flame of my faith to light a candle in someone else's life, my light, my Jewishness, my spark is not diminished. It only grows because now there's more light in the world. So when it comes to spiritual goods as opposed to material goods, the more I share, the more I have. If I share my knowledge, my faith, my love with others, I won't have any less. I may even have more. If you have one friend and then you make a new friend, it doesn't diminish your earlier friendships. It makes you a better friend to all. This is the message of Hanukkah. It is incumbent upon each and every single one of us to use the little bit light we have in our lives to light up the people around us. Sometimes you may think, what can I do? I know so little. Think of that Kohen, that priest in the Holy Temple. He found a tiny jar of oil. He could have said, it's so little, let me just throw it out. Instead, he said, let me do my part and let me light that flame. And it lasted not just eight days at night. It lasted over 2,000 years because we're still kindling those flames today. So if you have a little bit light in you, share it. If you know the letter Aleph, share Aleph with someone who doesn't even know that first letter of the alphabet. Each and every single one of us has to be a lamplighter. And with this, I want to show you this week's story, a story about a great man, but it's also a story about all of us. It's a reminder about the power we have to be lamplighters. This story is about a man who was a very successful businessman. He was in the light bulb business. He was fully devoted and committed to his business. But then everything was transformed when he met the Lubavitcher Rebbe. This man's name was Avraham Yitzchak Glick. He was a businessman in London. And everything was going nice and fine in his life, fully immersed in his business endeavors, until he met the Rebbe in a private meeting. And the Rebbe said to him, you manufacture light bulbs, correct? A bulb lights only when someone turns it on. Similarly, everywhere you happen to be on business, you must illuminate and turn on Jewish souls. And since that encounter with the Rebbe, that became his life's goal, turning on Jews. Wherever he went, he would spread Judaism. Now, join me for this special story. It is just a few days before Hanukkah, Shabbat afternoon, 1973. The Lubavitcher Rebbe is in 770 Chabad World Headquarters, leading a fabrengan with thousands of Jewish people who are gathered around to hear the infinite wisdom which the Rebbe is sharing. And between the talks, they would sing a niggin, and the Rebbe would say l'chaim. Suddenly, everyone fell silent, because the Rebbe began to say something. And the Rebbe said as follows, Where is Glick from London? And the Rebbe repeated his call again. Where is Avram Yitzchak Glick? But he was nowhere to be found. Nobody could find him. He wasn't even present. What was going on here? The most interesting thing is that the Rebbe actually knew that he's not there, but the Rebbe still called for him. What was going on? Well, let me tell you, my friends, what was happening on the other side of the world. That Shabbat, 
while the Rebbe was asking about Rabbi Glick, he was actually stuck in a small island called Mallorca in Spain. Let me tell you what happened. You see, a few days earlier, Rabbi Glick was actually traveling from Barcelona with the plan to go to Madrid for business. He finished up his meetings in Barcelona and him and his wife were ready to go to the airport to travel to Madrid, Spain, for the rest of his meetings. But all of a sudden, the phone rings in the hotel. Who is it? It's the Rebbe's secretary. The Rebbe wants him to travel to the island of Mallorca to turn on the Jewish souls who are there. Glick was very surprised to get this message. It didn't sound very urgent. So he decided, you know what? Let me first go to Madrid. Let me finish my meetings. And then I'll fly from Madrid to Mallorca. Sure enough, him and his wife get to the airport on Thursday evening. And they discover that mysteriously, all the flights to Madrid have been canceled. They realize this must be a sign from above. So they bought two tickets to Mallorca and they board the next flight. Sure enough, instead of spending Hanukkah in Madrid, they're going to be in Mallorca. Only moments after the plane took off, the sky suddenly blackened and severe storm winds began tossing the plane back and forth, up and down like a toothpick. The end was near. The passengers, even grown adults, began screaming and weeping hysterically like children. But him and his wife were very calm. They were sure that if the Rebbe sent them on a mission, there was absolutely nothing to worry about. And their calmness is really what kept everybody else sane. Everybody was watching them and seeing how calm they were. When they miraculously landed in Mallorca, the, the, the plane attendants and the passengers and even the pilots were thanking them so much for keeping them so calm during this flight. When they finally landed, they also found out why all the flights to Madrid were canceled. It turns out the Prime Minister of Spain has been assassinated by a terrorist bomb and Madrid has been closed off and the country was in an upheaval. They immediately headed out to the largest hotel and as soon as they arrived there, they settled in the room when once again the phone rings and this time it was Rabbi Label Groner, the Rebbe's secretary. And he said as follows, the Rebbe just finished writing two very long and interesting letters and the Rebbe wants that you should copy over the letters word for word, translate them into Spanish, and read them over Shabbat to the Jewish people you meet in that hotel where you're staying. Rabbi Glick knew this is not going to be an easy task. First of all, he was exhausted from his very, very scary journey. It's going to take him a long time to copy the letters over the phone on dictation because there was no fax machines. And secondly, who knows if I'll find a translator who's willing to do this job tonight and have it ready by the morning. And finally, there's probably no Jews in this hotel in the middle of nowhere in Mallorca. And even if he did find a Jew, will they want to listen to this long religious letter from an unknown rabbi in New York? But Rabbi Glick knew. That if he's on a mission, he's got to follow the calling. He didn't sleep that night. He stayed on the phone for hours and copied over word for word of that letter. And sure enough, he found early that morning a translator. And they worked for hours. And by the time they hit noon and Friday afternoon, everything was ready. Rabbi Glick and his wife realized, now our job is to find Jews. To their shock and utter surprise, they discovered that most of the guests in that Hotel Damar in Mariuka, Spain, that weekend were actually Jewish. He stood up on one of the chairs in the lobby and he yelled out Shabbat Shalom to everybody. He made a l'chaim and he said in broken Spanish that I stayed up the whole previous night for a special treat for all of you, a letter from the famous Labavitcher Rebbe. And now I wanted to read to you in Spanish. They were all shocked and surprised that this English rabbi has prepared for them such a letter in Spanish. To his pleasant surprise, they were very interested. 
Some of these people have been on that flight with him from Barcelona. The word got around that this was a special rabbi. He handed out copies of the letters and he sat with the guests for three hours that Friday night and taught them these two letters which the Rebbe wrote to all Jewish people on the theme of Hanukkah. The impression that these letters made on these people was unbelievable. On the spot, many people announced that they're going to begin to embrace mitzvot and connect with the Jewish community. They were so uplifted that the rest of the week, his work was so much easier. Everybody was talking about this rabbi and his wife who were visiting. They gave him a list of all the Jews that live in the area. And he went and he visited each person. And everybody responded so warmly with such excitement. In fact, the greatest surprise of all was that the wealthiest Jew who lived on the island, who was extremely assimilated, married to a non-Jew, had a non-Jewish family, was not connected to anything. He also heard about this. He lived in a beautiful penthouse. And he said to the rabbi, I want to meet you. I'm coming to your hotel. And he came to meet Rabbi Glick in the hotel. And Rabbi Glick played for him a powerful recording of the Rebbe singing a moving tune of Tzama Lechanafshi. And the man started crying. And he said, you reminded me of my youth. And he said to Rabbi Glick, I want to do something. What can I do? What can I do for the Jewish people on this island? And then after a moment's thought, he said, you know, Rabbi Glick, I live on the penthouse overseeing the entire island. I'm going to put up a big menorah that the entire city can see the lights of the menorah every single night. And that caused such a tremendous inspiration. The whole island was on fire. Every Jewish soul was kindled. Several weeks later, after they returned home, Rabbi Glick and his wife received a long letter of thanks from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And the Rebbe said, I'm going to write you this letter in English because I want you to make copies and send it to all the Jews on the island. And in this letter, the Rebbe spoke about the idea that every Jewish person needs to be a lamplighter. And whenever you find yourself in a place, you're there because you have to light up that place. It is up to you to make a tremendous impact in every place you go. And after he received that letter, he also received a phone call. And on the phone was the Rebbe's chief secretary, Rabbi Chadakov, and the Rebbe said, the Rebbe told me to tell you that the reason why he called your name at that gathering on that Shabbat in Brooklyn, New York, just a few days before Hanukkah in 1973, was because the Rebbe wanted you to know that even though you were miles away in the middle of nowhere in Mallorca, Spain, the Rebbe was thinking of you at Brooklyn, New York, and he was sending you encouragement, strength, and love so you should succeed in your mission on that far-off forsaken island. That's why the Rebbe called out your name in those moments. My friends, let us learn from the story. Wherever we may be, on a small island or in a big city, in a small town or in suburban America, wherever we find ourselves, we need to light the flames around us. And if we feel it's too difficult for us, don't worry. God is sending his blessings and the Rebbe is sending his encouragement. Keep lighting those flames.